Hey y'all, I'm Tara Royer-Steele, and welcome to the Jesus Pie and Coffee podcast, the place where we have real conversations over pie and coffee. Can you tell it's like one o'clock and I need to eat? Okay. Um, today, y'all, I sit down with my friend Jenny Williams, and man, she shares about this amazing ministry that God has laid on her husband's heart um, and hers too. And I, I, y'all, it's just a me. It's there's no other word but God that it's it's even there and that it's happening. And I can't wait for it to get here because I want to go help. And so, y'all. Pull up your chair, get your coffee first, and pull up your chair and join us into this amazing conversation to hear about God's love and provision for us. Okay, y'all. So I'm sitting with my friend Jenny Williams. And um, hi. Hi. She came all the way from Brenham. All the way. Woo! <laughs> um, and we were just talking about to-do list. Yeah. <sighs> I am a to-do lister. Like yeah. I have sheets of them, like, and I have the, I even have a file where I keep notes that I haven't scratched anything off of and put it in there. Cause one day I might go read it mm-hmm. and there's some good stuff on there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a control issue. Like I need to let go of those things. Maybe I do. What know. Do I, have a Google, I have a Google docs that like lists out my to-do list as well, because if not, You'll forget, forget it. Or I have a timeline that they have to be done by. But then sometimes I put things on my list just to feel Scratch. better that I already did them. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, oh, no, I did that. And I'm going to mark it off even though, like, I'm putting it on the list after. Right? Don't yeah. That? Sense of I accomplishment. D- yes. Yeah. I've actually, I've gotten much better. I, like, don't look at my to-do list as much. Yeah. Um, I've started where I, like, write down... Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And this is the funny thing. So I'll write on Monday, I'll have 50 things on it instead of like, we'll put this on Tuesday, put this on Wednesday, but I've already put things on those. Like those are the timed slotted things. And then I just put everything on Monday and I'm like, like all of this is going to get done on Monday. Like any of this is going to even get done this week. Right. Like, do you write down things that you're like, it's your wish list, dude, there are 50 steps to this project. That are going to take five years. And you said, yeah. build a house. Well, that's so silly. Yeah. <laughs> Break down your to-do list. And I feel like as like the years have gone on, don't you feel like this is what happens in life? You hit a stage and you're like, oh my gosh, I thought I was busy then. Mm-hmm. And it's just is continual. You're like, oh my gosh, I thought I was busy in that season. And, and you're like, no, no, I have no clue. And then you get to another season. You're like, oh my gosh, I thought I was busy in that season. Oh, yes. yeah. I used to, I have my brother, we, um, my brother, Todd, he's a middle brother and he goes, we were always talking about, remember when we would be at the cafe and we would like pull weeds out front, you know, and like print the menus or, you know, just read letter or something. And, and he's like, yeah, those are like the good old days. And you'd leave by five o'clock, you know, you didn't even show up till noon. Right. And now you're like, weeds, What? Uh, re-letter things I yeah it just it is crazy or you're like where's the adult around here and then you're like wait a minute I am the adult around here that's what this is about (laughs) I have to be responsible I read this meme the other day and it was like how how adult life is just nothing but repeating it's just going to slow down in in a couple weeks on repeat though you're like it'll slow down in a couple weeks and then in a couple weeks you're like it'll slow down in a couple weeks which is a horrible way to live 
just like, if I can just get to this, I was like, okay, yeah. And then you're going to get to that and be like, so Uh, frustrated and disappointed because you're like, dang it. I know. There's another thing. I know. I know. So yeah, (laughs) live in the moment and maybe don't make to-do lists anymore. No, well. Or only put three things on your to-do list and hope you get those three things done. I'm an addict. I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. It's fine. <laughs> I've worked through a lot of to-do <laughs> listing. <laughs> Who knew that it was an issue? <laughs> okay. So tell me about, like, what is, tell me about your family because uh, that's a lot. Yeah. No, they're so cool. Um, All seven so I've of got them. my amazing husband. Um, we've been married for 15 years almost. And then, um, some just amazing, beautiful kids that God's just gifted us with. So we have our oldest Kessler's 11. We've got, um, Ruthie who's eight story, who's six Milo, who's four Dottie, who's three. And then, uh, Noble, who's like two months old. Yeah. Two months old. And you're sitting here on a podcast. Yeah. And you look so good. Thanks, girl. And you have a to-do list. Heck yeah, I do. <laughs> and I'd be like, can I just still be at home with the children? Uh, well, no, this is much quieter. You You're like, wait, no, I want to be here. here with an adult. <laughs> I'm not wiping anybody, feeding anybody. No. Having conversation, adult oh. conversation. Like I can finish a thought. Yeah. That's remarkable. Yes. So, no, that's good. Okay. So that's five children. Yeah. Six. Six. Did I miss somebody? Wait, I don't know. I, I can't have. count, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened. Well, for a second there, it's almost like, it's not like you stuttered or anything, but you're like, in Noble. Like, noble. there's one more. I know there's one totally more, but I'm not. Noble, sh- Noble's name from Christy. First time I met Christy, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm stealing your son's name. <laughs> so. It's a good name. It's a good name. So cute. So, yeah. Okay, so what else about you? Like, what do you do on the daily? Oh, geez. I mean, that's a loaded um, question. It is a loaded question. So we do homeschool. Holy moly, Batman. Um, yes. And you do all of that? Yes. And that's been a blessing. My husband does Fridays when I'm at work. Um, we do four days a week. And then and then um, I my husband works three days a week outside the home. And I was working two days a week outside the home. Um, I'm going down to one now. But which what praise is that? the Lord. Um, just I do hair. No, no justing. Just. Well, but it is because it's just such a fun job. Like it's ridiculous that I get to do it for a living kind of thing. I'm like, it's just hair and God has just been so amazing. Connections. Abundant in his love through it. Yep. Um, so I. Where do you do that? Um, I have a little salon in Cyprus. Okay. Yeah. So my husband and I, my husband owns a gym and my salon is on the same property as his gym. And it's just a little like cottage thing that I do now and. I used to have a bigger salon, but kind of gave that up to be at home a little bit more. And, um, so that's what we, 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 we joke that that's what pays our bills. And then we have our little side gig, um, of, of the nonprofit that's up and going and, and that's consuming a lot of our time these days. So do you want the, wait, hold on. I have to go back to hair real quick. Mm-hmm. Like, could you make my hair that black? Oh, black is easy. Okay, good. I but really... like rose is hard. I think we perfected it pretty good. I like it. But I just, I sometimes want to do my hair like yours. See, and I want to do my hair like yours. Okay. I had it like that for years, and I love, I love rose-colored hair. It's like one of my favorite. It like makes me happy. I'm pretty happy with this one. Yeah, like, it's cute. With, don't go black. It. You okay, can go black, right? I mean, I don't. I guess not. No. I just want to try it. Yeah. But then I'd be like, dang it, make yeah. it rose gold again. Yeah. 
Okay, I won't. I'll get a wig. I would tell you no. Okay. (laughs) Those are the best hairstylists. When your hairstylist tells you, no, we're not doing that, you go, okay, thank you for the favor. Right. Mm -hmm. I have a three-roll limit. Like, if you come to me three times and you beg for the same thing, find the third time, I'll go, okay, fine. You did it to yourself. Like, but up until then, I will tell you no. So, it's an educated decision. And you made it. And you can't hate me now. So... Let's get boundaries right there. You're like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. So, um, how you, you've always lived in Cyprus. I mean, how did you get to Brenham? Tell me all the things. I have always lived in Cyprus, um, back before Cyprus was Cyprus. Oh yeah. I lived on Mason Road. Oh yeah. When Mason Road was, you could see, um, our house was the only house in our neighborhood. Was it Fairfield? No, it was in West Memorial. Okay. Okay. And we could see from miles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't see anything in Mason yeah. Road for miles except for buildings. Yes. And well, and our family had started moving out here um, right around the time I was born. So my grandparents and a lot of extended family are all out here. But uh, my grandparents have been out here my whole life pretty much. And so um, it's always been the goal to be closer to them because they're aging and they're out in the middle of nowhere. Um we just didn't realize that we were going to be able to. So it's just been amazing to, to be 15 minutes from their doorstep and, and be available. So that's, yeah. that's what brought us out here. Other than the fact that I've just always fallen in love with Brenham growing up out here and running around out here. So that's helped a lot. Okay. People so are awesome. And Brenham. Oh yeah. No, they are. They are. They are. Um, are you, but your grandparents are from here. They're from Cyprus. Okay. They're from Cyprus. Mm-hmm. They just are out here. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't have like you know, you know that yeah. whole bib and bob. Yeah, do you think that's a thing still? Oh, good. Yeah, totally. I have not had an encounter, not one single time. Oh. Well, bless you, child. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, maybe you should edit that part, Matt. Um. Anyways, I probably have like resting witch face. No one approaches me, and just. <laughs> I told Chris recently. I was like, I am getting so many hugs. No one's ever hugged me, and I think it's because like I have just like this like resting witch face They're where like, like don't come some... near me. She's but like, now like people are love. like, oh, like I want to hug you yeah. all the time. It's so funny. So oh my goodness. So yeah, I don't probably just people don't mention it. I don't know. They don't strike up conversation. <laughs> they just know that you have all these children and you need lots of loving, and right. you just need like a big. An adult hug and conversation. Oh, I, I guess so. Not throw up in a poopy diaper. They do. They're like compassion. Right. They're like, we won't bring it up. We won't bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So tell us about this nonprofit. Oh my gosh. I mean, we should, I just want to talk about that. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I, I could go on for days about that. It has been phenomenal to just be a part of and to just watch and, um, and to just, have God just, you know, ignite our hearts and, and passion towards it, but also to, to watch others be, um, completely consumed for, for advocating towards these kids. So, um, we're opening, it's called our daughter's house and, um, it is out in Chapel Hill and, um, it really, we didn't, Chris and I didn't understand it was a passion of ours really until we got started. And then we realized how heavily it is. Um, but it started about for us, we look back and we realize it started probably about 12 years ago. We just didn't know. Mm -hmm. Um, we had no clue. Um, but here, uh, 
in the state of Texas, once you have five kids, you can't foster anymore. And we had actually Mm -hmm. started fostering about 12 years ago and started hearing some things about, um, just the statistics that surround these kids in foster care. And, um, one of our very first classes we went to, the first statistic that we heard was kids over the age of six have less than a 15% chance of being adopted. And that was something that we didn't realize had seared us so much, but it did. And so, um, as we went on to foster and, and through the years have our own kids at that point, um, as we were approaching five or six kids in the house, we knew we were going to be out of the game and we always made these jokes. Well, we'll just get these kids out of the house and then we'll just replace them with new kids later on. Um, and in the meantime, God had just really laid on our hearts, older kids. Um, and we thought we were, we just thought, well, we'll just have to wait until our kids are out of the house. And that's, that's when we'll, we'll really hone in on, on helping, um, these older kids. Uh, but God just did not let it sit well. And so for the past few years, we've kind of just chewed on it and chewed on it. And one day we were like, why can't we just help kids that are out of the system? Mm-hmm. There's no government outline there. There's no right. control. There's no, um, there's nothing saying that we can't. What does that look like? And I set up a meeting with um, Arrow Ministries. They're the second largest Christian foster and adoption agency in the United States. And they're main offices in our backyard in spring. And so I, I went over there and I set up a meeting with somebody and just said, Hey, sent over an email said, Hey, I, uh, my husband and I feel led to maybe help these kids aging out, possibly housing them in the next five or 10 years. Can someone meet with me about it? And, um, I went into their office and, uh, Debbie, I met with Debbie and she pulled me in. I'd never met her before. And, she said, can I pray over this meeting? And I said, oh, yeah, sure. Please do. Please do. And she starts to pray, and it's verbatim what Chris had prayed over us the night before. And just, I mean, literally the verbiage was the exact same. It's to the point where midway through this prayer, I'm going, what the heck is going on? <laughs> you know? Um, and then we kind of lift our heads, and she goes, now, when did you say you were going to do this? Because we need it right now. And then she started naming names and telling stories. And um, it'll get me every time because I'm like, you see God just kind of at that moment do something. And um, I got in the car after that meeting, and Chris was like, how'd it go? And I said, well, you know, um, it's not going to be five or ten years down the road. It's going to be like today. Because what we didn't realize is that here in the state of Texas, there was not an organization like this yet. We thought we were going to find yeah. one. We were going to help them. We were going to learn and, and figure and out how to. how long ago to... was this? 18 months ago. Okay. Which is disturbing. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. And sense. here's, you know, we have, so we have emergency homes. If you're, if you're familiar with foster care at all, we have emergency homes, which will house kids if they qualify for up to 12 months when they get out. Um, we have continued care that if they qualify, they can stay in the program. It has zero funding, but they can stay in care up to 21 if they qualify. What does qualifying look like? Right. It's severe needs, severe needs. Um, I don't even know if they have a number for the kids that actually qualify for these continued care programs. But Texas likes to say that we house our kids to 21 and sure, you know, the handful that qualify, Mm -hmm. right? So... And we have those two things, but even in those circumstances, if you are pregnant or you have a child while you're in the system, you are automatically kicked out of any kind of emergency programs, any kind of continued care. You are not allowed to live there anymore. Um, most of these continued care homes are, are men and young men and women. So 
we can see how that typically will work out. Um, and so most of our, um, most of our partners have definitely expressed the fact that there's zero for our kiddos that have kiddos. So if you are in, if you are in foster care and you have a baby, that baby is born with a case number and then the odds of it leaving with mom are almost zero. Hmm. So we are heaping trauma upon trauma. Um, and so these moms, they get out and they either, they, they age out. So they have to either leave baby or they have to have suitable housing. And we don't have that for them right now. So, um, through this whole discovery, 18 months of discovering all of this, um, our daughter's house has been formed and it, and it looks totally different than we ever thought. We thought it was going to be a couple cottages that my husband and I were just going to open the doors to. Um, and it has turned into a, a 5,000 square foot home that will be housing, um, up to 10 people at a time and, um, with mentorship programs and just, um, an army rallying around these kids. So it's been pretty phenomenal to be here. Yeah. Yeah. It's so amazing. I haven't made it out there and I want to come see it so bad. Yeah. I will definitely. Okay. So, um, but can you like tell, I mean, just tell everybody like how you know that there's no way this house is standing without God, like, Oh my gosh. And then just, I mean, what, I mean, all the miracles that he yeah. brought on yeah. building like a the five house. podcast series. Okay, of the well, miracles. We'll just go. It is a daily experience. What, what, since talking to, so there's only a handful of these homes around the United States actually, which is even more shocking. That's yes. Um, and we're friends with two of them and we've had these discussions because Chris and I have experienced God in a way we never have. Right. He is in the air we breathe. He is thick. Um, I've always heard that expression, but I never had ever experienced it. And as we're talking to these other organizations, they're expressing the same thing. And we really have come to the, to the explanation that when you're dealing with, well, I believe, I believe that God loves me and I leave, I believe he loves you, but I think he loves the orphan just a little bit more. Yeah. He loves them and he is chasing after them. And when you are advocating for them and, and, mm-hmm. and in that, in that realm, it's like touching the hem is what it feels like. It's like you are experiencing his power and his blessing undeservingly just by being a byproduct of his love for these kids. And what we don't understand is that here in the United States, our orphans are our foster care kids. They're the kids that age out without parents or whose parents are incarcerated for life or who never came back for them. They were never adopted. No one's waiting at them, you know, waiting for them at the finish line. They are orphaned. And, and God is saying, these aren't the state's kids. These are my kids. Yeah. Yes. And they are your responsibility, church. It is time to wake up and, and take responsibility. Mm-hmm. And in the, and doing so, you have no idea how I'm going to touch your life. You have no idea. So, and we believe that we serve a God that is not withholding things. You know, he's, he's calling us to obedience, but he's not going to withhold things from us, but he's waiting to release something. So the moment you step into that, he goes, Oh, I've been waiting. I've mm-hmm. been waiting for you to pick this up because I can do it without you. But I, I designed this gift specifically for the time that you picked it up. And, um, and that has been the echoing, uh, that's happened the past 18 months. It's been again, too many, too many miracles to even, to even outline honestly at this point. Um, a weekly occurrence would be what I would say to the point where I almost am getting, um, used to it. I I'm expecting it, yes. which is mm-hmm. what I believe we're called to do as well. Um, it's not lost on me, but I definitely, I just 
in anticipation waiting for him to move weekly. Um, so yeah, this house, <laughs> um, had some friends that owned it and we felt like God was telling us we need to look for a place with more space than our land that we had. And, um, and so we prayed that day. We're like, okay, God, you said more space, you know, got on HAR, found this big, beautiful blue barn that we had driven past for years. You and looked said at we, that barn too. Right. Yeah. We're like, we do dirty things to mm-hmm. live there. And so, um, it's so funny that God's like, oh, drop it a hundred thousand. Now it's in your price range. And, um, we realized that our friend was a realtor on it. And so we called him up the next day and said, Hey, uh, what's up with the blue barn? And he said, Oh, you know, um, actually it was an investment property of mine. And, um, I think y'all should come take a look at it. This is totally something that is up your Avenue. And so we got there and even though it was half demoed inside, it felt like home. You walk through the doors and you're like, Oh, I am this home. is it. Yeah. And so it only took us within a week to go, no, I think this is where we're supposed to be. And, um, and so we did that and, and our friends who are just amazing blessings took it off the market with a handshake and got us, got us in gear to buy it. And, um, and then we started outlining, okay, God, like (laughs) now what? And we held a dinner, um, our first fundraiser as a 501c, um, it was planned in about eight weeks. Um, and we're like, well, we'll just, if a hundred people come, that'd be amazing. And, um, so we start planning this dinner and a hundred turned to 200 and 200 turned to 300. And before we knew it, we were expecting a 300 person dinner out on our lawn and not knowing what that was going to look like. Um, but in the meantime, God had sent a builder, um, through our front doors. We did not ask to come. He came through our front doors, Jeremy and, um, basically within five minutes of being there goes, I just want to be a part of this. And so him and his architect also said, I just want to be a part of this. Um, and his designer said, I just want to be a part of this. And so the three of them donated their time and designed a layout before the dinner. So our guests could come and look and see Uh what this thing is going to look like. And, um, and they came and 300 people walked through that house. Um, and their expressions as they got out of the car, we had this valet line in the back. And as they got out of the car, um, were the same expressions that my husband and I had, which was just like, what the heck is going on? It was this awe, this sense of awe on people's face. Um, presence. I don't even know. I have never experienced it. And, um, it was a fundraiser. It's a dinner. Like this is not supposed to be a holy moment, but it was. And, um, as they're walking around, Chris and I both are having to repeat to ourselves, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Because all these promises that God had spoken over the past two years, it was like he was whispering them to us. And you just see people. Because he said, I was sending people, I'm sending people, I'm sending people, I'm sending people. And there's those moments where Chris and I would be like, okay, well, we're tired, God, so where are they? Because we're tired. This is hard. We're taking from every resource, our fam- you know, our family, um, we don't believe in sacrifice because you can't sacrifice things that aren't yours or gifts. So I don't believe in saying that it's not a sacrifice, but it was hard and it was tiring. And, um, and God's like, Oh, here they are, you know? And at one point my husband had been reminded that morning how he had been, God, God reminded him, you'd been praying for people. Not like I prayed for you, but like you prayed for people like a farmer prays for Mm -hmm. rain. And at one point he said, I, I was, I was fine all day until I was sitting there in front of the valet. And as people are getting out of their car, 
It literally looked like they were pouring out. And he said, I swear I felt God touch my shoulder and go, it's flooding. And he goes, at that point, I lost it. So that was just our experience. And then we go on to have this dinner. It was nothing big, no big deal. It was just, hey, this is what we're doing. If you'd like to join in, we'd love it. But it turned into like 2001. No one had their cell phones out. There was dessert at every table. And it was a different dessert. People had donated all these different desserts. And um, people were table hopping and trading desserts and having discussion. And I mean, it's just nonstop conversation and mm-hmm. fellowship. And you could see if you looked back and you looked at the whole picture, it was like a family reunion. It was like he was creating a family around these kids. Yep. And um, I almost wanted to express to people like, you were called here and you just didn't know it. <laughs> you were called here. You have a purpose and a plan. Um, and it is more than just finances. I feel like God is going to use you, you know. And um, and so, yeah, so we we ended up having a goal, a lofty goal in my mind of 100000 to start build out. Um, and we surpassed that by 25000 at the end of the night. And, and as amazing as that was, that was not the thing that was talked about for weeks. <laughs> what we found to be interesting is that people were emailing and calling and messaging and stopping by to tell us about an experience that they had had. They had experienced and encountered God in a way, um, again, that is not, I've never in, at, a, at, a, at a fundraiser, fundraiser. experienced God. Um, and so the money was, it was amazing, but no one talked about it. That was not what we talked about. For weeks on end, we were living on um, just the experiences that we had. And we didn't get up there and preach. Nothing was said about it. Nothing. I mean, besides the fact of obviously like our, our faith in, in, in the Lord through this, but there was not, we didn't hold church, but we held church kind yep. of thing, you mm-hmm. know, and people, that was a comment that was made. People were like, we felt like we went to church, which I feel like is interesting. Cause all I did was talking about the people that he loves the most, you know? So, and then, and then from then on out, it has been nothing but miracles. I mean, we finished that out. Um, and then, like, got up the next morning, wanted to do it again. Right. Um, it was so phenomenal. But then um, took a break, had a baby a couple weeks later. And then we got home three days after the baby was born and um, had our first building meeting out in the barn. And um, our builder had put together this building crew, this building team of just um, just generous hearts. And um they're sitting out there and discussing, okay, this is what we need to do. We're, we're, we're ready. We're, we can move forward now. We raised enough money. We are ready to build out now. Here's what we do. And they sat there and they took hours out of their time, out of their weekend, away from their family to plan out what this was going to look like, how this was going to go the next six months. And um, as Chris and I are sitting there just watching them discuss these things, you can't escape the miraculous fact that we didn't ask any of those people to be there. Right. Not a single one. So, like, what did we think we were going to do, right? Like, we didn't have a plan, but that's what happens when God calls you into something. He hedges your logic in. Like, who the heck buys 5,000 square foot home with zero plan? We're not irrational people, but that had not occurred to us, right? you know, until that moment we were sitting there watching these people go, oh, what did we think we were going to do? And so this meeting goes on and we are just in a form of worship for the next few weeks because we're like, this is just crazy. This is just crazy, God. And and then about four weeks ago, um, Say Plumbing shows up at our door and they had been asked to be there by one of our building team. And 
they stopped in and they said, we just love what you're doing and we're going to donate all of the plumbing, all of the labor, all the material, all the fixtures. And then two days after them, we had Way Engineering show up and they were like, we're going to donate all your HVAC system, all the labor, all the materials. And then four days after that, we had Walker Engineering show up and they were like, we're going to donate all your electrical, all of your fixtures, all of the labor, and what else do you need? And, um, yeah. I'm no, like, don't you embarrass don't. yourself by crying uncontrollably right now is <laughs> yeah. really all I could think. Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. What is this? Um, and it just continues. It just continues. I mean, we're continuing to have major jobs donated to the point where, um, I don't know. It's just unexplainable. And it's the only way to explain it is like, by God, that's it. Oh my gosh. That's it. Right. 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 Like they're you're like, I, they're, I don't know what else to tell you people. Like, right. It's just God. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's what we're like, you know, we kind of joke. We're like, man, the front row tickets are expensive, but they are worth <laughs> the show, girl. They mm. are worth the freaking show. I would do this all over again just to be a part of one of these days, much less all of these days. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's why I'm like, I can't encourage people enough to get not, I mean, you can do it for them, but God's got, God, God has a plan for his babies. Um, but what does he have planned for you in the meantime? And, it's just, it's just phenomenal. It's phenomenal to be a part of. And I encourage anyone to just step out, um, get outside yourself for a second. And, and it's really for yourself. <laughs> I mean, right. Cause they're taken care of, you know, he's just waiting. He's waiting to release. So yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy, but man, it's so good. I'm sitting here like I need Kleenexes so and good. tissues. What, what do you think the, I guess there's not one thing. But like through all of this, what is the one thing that God has just reminded you of, showed you that you've learned? I know I said one thing. I know all of it. I, I, I knew his nature before he had already gotten me into position of knowing his nature. Um, but I really know his nature. Yes. And, and I feel like how much he loves us. How much he loves us, um, and just, and just honestly, like the call isn't to do one particular thing. The call is to be here and be just be a light and be a love, and and um, and the benefits far outweigh anything else, you know. So I don't. There's just too much. I just know his nature, and he's undescribable and uncontainable, and. Um, and all those kids that are going to get to walk through the door and experience that, oh who've gosh. never experienced any of that. And early on, he had told me, I was in the car, I was in prayer in the very beginning, and I still had no clue what this was going to look like. And um, I think back to how he's moved our lives and rearranged our lives to get us to this point. Mm-hmm. And um, I was in prayer, and he goes, clear as day, goes, I have laid all of these stones in your life and I've laid all of these stones in Chris's life and I'm sending people and I've laid stones in their lives and I didn't do it for you and I didn't do it for them. I did it because I'm going after somebody. And it knocked me out of my seat. I had never really heard God so clearly speak something, speak a plan out basically. And what 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 that means basically the by stones, he was talking about the Israelites, those times where he'd say, I want you to lay this monument so that way when your children ask, you look back and say, Well, this is when God did this, and this is when God did this, and this is when he when he turned my face to see him. And um and he has. There's so many stones that Chris and I in Chris and I's life that we can look back and go, Oh God, I see where you were turning my face to you towards this. It was for this. 
um, you rearranged this. You, you allowed hurt to happen here for this. And, and we are unworthy to know why things, there's so many times in our life that I just, were just tumultuous and, and, and hard and, and I didn't deserve to know the reason why they happened. But in one moment, just in that one moment, he showed me why they all happened. Mm -hmm. And it was just overwhelming, you know, undeserving. And so, yeah, I just, I don't know. He's just a good, he's a good father and not in a cheesy kind of way. He is a good father. Right. And, um, and good is like, you're like, there in a, there's not even a better word. There's no better word. There really isn't. No. But you're like, there has to be a better word yeah. than good. Right. And he wants a relationship, but not like the kind where I just meet you in the morning. Yeah. I want to be with you all day long. I want you to think of me like you, like you do the person mm -hmm. sitting next to you. I want you to, um, experience me in just Submerge. a different way. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, that's what I've learned. How do you, I mean, I'm just, someone might be listening and going, well, how do you, do you hear that? Like God's like speaking those words mm. to you yeah. to get to that spot, to get to that place. I always say he, it sounds like your voice, but a little bit crazier, like mm -hmm. things you would never suggest for yourself to do. Mm -hmm, Cause um, you're like, wait, who said that? Right. You're like, Oh heck no, I'm not doing that. And he's <laughs> like, Oh, but you are. Oh <laughs> uh, no. I, that's really, it's always come across that way. Now, obviously you, you train yourself to hear his voice. Um, and it is that it's just, it's just acting in obedience on those, on those moments, you know, and they're going to be small because he, because he does love us and he's going to go, trust me, I know how weak you are. So I'm going to give you something really small to listen to. Like maybe go pray at the, like pray over that person in Walmart. It's going to be really awkward for you, but it's going to be a moment that I'm going to get to bless you. And you're going to be, okay, I did hear his voice. Um, it's going to be, um, so exact to the answers are so exact, just, down to numbers or, you know, it's just, he's very specific. He will not allow you to experience something that he is, he is over without you knowing exactly where it came from, you know? So, um, yeah, I always, we, when Chris and I hear from the Lord, it's usually something like, Oh, please don't make us. There's usually that reaction first, like, Oh, but I'm tired or that's really awkward or, and then the, I like it when he does it to both of you and mm. you're like, dang it. Said it no. to both of us. I know. I know. <laughs> you're like, the kiss is for real so then. Good. <laughs> so good. But then you get to where you're like, all right, I kind of anticipate it. Mm. I always feel a little awkward over certain things where I'm like, okay, people are going to really see my crazy Lord. Are you sure? Like, <laughs> they're going to like talk about hyper spiritual. All right, then let's do this. You know, <laughs> so especially like the random like praying over people. I'm like, oh, I love to do it, but I'm not going to lie. It is awkward. I don't know if it ever is not awkward. And I don't know why that is, like, for me personally. No, I normally feel awkward, I think. But then when we do it, you're like, oh, that felt good. And they're like, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Or sometimes. They, like, sometimes we've had people like, okay. And just, uh -huh. and then it continues but to be awkward. There was a seed there, you know. That was I it. I bet. I bet. Yeah. yeah. Then they maybe start praying for people in Walmart. It does. It will change their life. Yeah. I 100% don't doubt that. Yeah. It'll totally. change mine. and It'll change yours. Yeah. For yeah. sure. So. Okay, so when is the house going to, I mean, we're in Texas in the weather, I God mean, bless it. I mean, well, you know, the outside was done, So, well, for the most part. So um, our original projected date was September, and then our builder um, came came at me with June. So This year? Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're hammering it out. Um, 
plumbing, they got in and out in two days. Um, HVAC's almost done, and we're starting wiring, I think, in like a week. And then, yeah, so we'll be doing um, – our intake won't start till July, though. So we'll open – We'll open and get moved in um, throughout June and then start intake, which looks a little different than some organizations. We do intake through family dinner. So um, on probably Thursday nights, we're just going to cook a big dinner. And whether there's girls coming or not, at that point, we're going to start um, to form to form this family. And then um, they'll be invited in on Thursday nights. We're, we're going to require that they attend at least two family dinners before they fully apply. So that way they know what they're in for. <laughs> Um, because these kids have never had choice, and we want to make clear that this is choice. Um, and it's privilege. It's privilege to get to be a part of this, um, regardless of what stance you're coming from. It's, um, it's, it's such a beautiful place, mm-hmm. um, so full of peace, and it's going to be full of people who, who love one another. And, um, and so we want them to, to make sure that they know that that's a choice that they're making. And, um, and so Will there be people living there? Like, well, my husband and I, we have, we built out an apartment on site. Uh Uh-huh. And so we're on site. We're the host family for the first probably year or two. Um, and then, um, unless we just can't leave and then, um, move in and then move in. Um, and then, um, we'll have interns there around the clock and, um, and, um, mentors there. We'll have, counselors there we'll have um hopefully classes being held um so there's gonna be a lot going on yeah yeah like a lot so how do you um know I mean how do you invite picking the who gets to come in who like to come in oh I think we're gonna have a hard time with that because um 10 seems like well we're only gonna have six. Okay. We're gonna only gonna have we're gonna start with three. We're only gonna have six. We're gonna max out try to max out at six because two of our rooms are flex rooms where we're gonna try to pilot a program with local colleges. Um, most of our local colleges when they have um, breaks, they shut down. Um, they ha- where you have to evacuate campus basically yeah. the whole time, right? So we will have our two flex rooms for our kids that are attending um, local colleges. Um, but have to go somewhere on their breaks. These kids will also have to still do everything that our on-campus kids do, but um, they will be sharing bunk rooms. Everybody else has their own independent room. Um, In the independent rooms, we'll have lofted beds because some of these girls, again, will have small children. So um, we're going to top out at six adults, permanent, like a a permanent stay adult, and then, um, and then have our, have our floor flex beds. Also the flex rooms are for those kids that we always say you want to come home to mama's house on Christmas break or because a lot of these kids, um, this is the final stop for family. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not another chance for family after this. And so they will um, hopefully understand that this is a place you can always come back to um, and that you're surrounded by people who love you and want to care for you. And so, um, so we have partners who are going to help us kind of vet because what we say is we're kind of going after kids with high probability of success. Those, those are the ones that fall through the cracks. Um, they don't have severe enough needs and they just need, um, what the average kid in that stage needs. They need that extra love and support, um, and the boost up. Um, these kids, most of them that I have met are the most driven, self-sufficient children out there. So, it's just surrounding them with all the extras that they need. It really is, is I think going to be the biggest ministry that we have. Um, 
I think people would be shocked at the amount of children who um, are just phenomenal. I mean, I meet 10 times more kids like that than I do ones that I go, well, I think they're going to be a product of their surroundings. Most of them are not. Most of them are so resilient. Mm -hmm. Um, They make us look weak. And um, I think we're going to meet and learn from some amazing kids. So... Oh, um, I can't wait. I oh, be, my gosh. I want to I be all the things and a part of all of it. We're so, and, you know, what we're doing, so our mentorship program, we're going up to Arkansas to learn from one of our sister houses up there, but um, they use Enneagram to pair mentors. I'm like, doing- I love it. I love that idea. So Good. that way you can have a form a really good relationship with, so they're, they're not paired with a parent or an adult that gets mm-hmm. on their nerves and vice versa. And they can have a lifelong relationship with these people. Yeah. Which we're so Who are you doing about. it with in, Ar- in, in Arkansas? So Saving Grace is up in Arkansas. And okay. Up in Someone else years. has told me about them. They have yeah. got their poop in a pile. They're awesome. They, <laughs> oh my gosh. That's the best way. They're so good. Um, <laughs> and so they're doing some mentorship stuff and, and invited us up there to go and, and learn. So who's doing the Enneagram? Do you know? Up there? I don't know. They're doing a couple classes. I don't know. I don't know. I was wondering if it's Jen Jet. I would be like, I wonder if it's Jen Jet. I don't know. Now I, then, I don't know. I, I'm and then if you get there thing. and you'll be like, oh. good gosh, God, you're so in the details. I'm so, I'm so new to this. I have no clue who anyone is in okay. this world. What we'll are you? What's your Enneagram? A two. Really? Really? <sighs> Y'all make me think I'm not. <laughs> okay. I know. I mean, you probably are. You just do all this other extra stuff that I'm like, you're not, you're not helping. You're leaving. I don't know. So what else are you? What else am I? Yeah. And they're like a, 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 like a secondary one. A wing. Okay. A three, which is a okay, chamber. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. Matt over there recording is all about the Enneagram. He knows all the things. What are you, Matt? Uh, I'm a four. Four. I don't know if I've met a four. What's a four? Originalist. I'm going to have to look that up. There aren't a lot of us because of that. (laughs) You're an OG. (laughs) He's the original. Uh, He thought I was a four. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe y'all know me better. I don't know. No, you're a two. See, now I'm a two. Really? He's like, nope, you're a two. And I was like, sweet. She's a problem solver. (sighs) Oh, my gosh. I love it. At first, I was like, oh, my gosh. I don't have time for this. And then you get into it, and you're like, oh, I see why everybody's obsessed with it. Uh Like... Yeah. It just helps, you know, it's another tool to help you understand people yeah. when you use it in the right way. Not like, oh, well, you're that. I'm like, no, it's not how you need to use it. <laughs> Especially if you're like the good guy. Like, you're like uh-huh. I can totally see like the good parts. Yeah. 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 That's okay. So if all these girls, not all these girls, if, when all these girls come over for dinner, what you cook on them? Oh my gosh. Cause you're going to have to just come back and do another podcast. Like. What we're cooking round two no no oh. just round two <laughs> like, like where you are in the stages like it'd be so great to just keep oh, telling everybody but that'd be so much fun and we're looking and we are looking for mamas um we we need daddies around there too but we really need some mamas mm-hmm. um so um I'm, yeah i'm gonna come solicit around here for sure um you know i feel like i already cooked for an army so i the lord has been preparing me for that one i was never a cook no and now i'm a cafeteria worker I'm like, I'm not even a cook. Like, I'm like a, I'm like a wine order. Um, Can I have some more, please? 
Like, can you, can you, that's do, me do I have buckets that you again. can cook on stove? Buckets. Like, that's what I need. Buckets. I just need to, yeah, I'm just going to start go buying you things from A-Smart. <laughs> just go shopping at A-Smart and you'll be like, like look at this pot. <laughs> this is awesome. I can fit the three-year-old in it. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I totally do want that stuff though. Oh my gosh. It's like, I go into those stores and people are like, oh, you want to go to Target? Oh, but I could go to A-Smart. I'm like, look at this. Where's an A-Smart around here? Is there one around Houston. Here? Mm-hmm. Oh, in the Houston. Heights. Okay. Head on over there. Okay. Get okay. you one. Yeah. I need some stuff for sure. Mm-hmm. I know. But I mean, we do like, I don't know. What do y'all do at your house? What's a big one at your house? Food? Yeah. I made this yummy, um, like, spaghetti and meatball thing last night. Ooh. Because we had kids coming over for dinner, and I knew one wouldn't eat food, so I figured, oh, if I do something around spaghetti and don't put basil in it, he'll be fine, probably. Because I can't see that there's green anywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and of course he ate two plates, and then the mom was like, oh, my gosh, he ate dinner. And I was like, winning. Um, My kids always are happy with that, but I don't – I like um, the Instapot a lot. Mm. I love just throwing like sweet sweet potatoes. Yeah. But then um, we'll put chicken on the bottom and then put use your little rack and put sweet potatoes uh-huh. and just put salsa in there. Yeah. And those two together are really good. That's awesome. I Easy. Never tried that. Okay. Makes everyone happy and it's simple. Um, my go-to. I love um, if I was if you're gonna come over and I'd be like. I just want to cook a really good dinner. I would probably make shrimp with, um, like I, it's called corn. What is it? Car, corn, margo. Corn, no. no, I don't know how you say it. M a r c o u x. It's a Cajun thing, I guess. Oh, okay. Anyways, it's just so good. It's like um, a creamy, soupy side with the rice and shrimp and fresh fish. Oh my gosh, um, that sounds so good. Sounds good. I think I want to make that We're for dinner tonight. <laughs> I know. I'm fasting and I'm <laughs> oh way God, past. So good. I'm like, oh, I'm almost to 18 hours. So. Oh my gosh. Sister. <laughs> I'd be like, if people are like, are you good in your eight hour window? And I'm like, no, I eat a cookie. I can't do the, like, I can eat, I can go vegan all day, every day, because at least then I can just eat. I have to have like the sensation of eating. That's my problem. I would never make it in the fasting world. I'm, I'm so actually quite you. enjoying it. Like, so I'm like, I think I'm just, I'm just like, I'm doing that this year and that's it. I'm enjoying it's your, it. You I'm found a, your thing. I found my thing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good for you. But anyways, okay. So you have yeah. to tell me, you said, you did say you like making we do, beans and rice. Oh my gosh. Beans and rice. And I'm so excited because Rick will be so excited. We do. Well, it's the Instapot. Thank you, Lord, for the Instapot. It's Listen, I cannot Dry cook, rice and dry beans, girl. And it's, I have so never been able to cook beans, but. On the stove. Instapot. But in the Instapot, yeah. I am a rock star. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, yeah, so we just do that. We do, and you can combine them, right? And then you just put, I put like basically taco seasoning and and some diced tomatoes and some diced onion and bell pepper. And it's like the best thing ever, ever. Really and it good. feeds a ton of people. And then the next day, we put it in burritos. I was like, going to say, and then you have it meal. in a taco. You have a two-day meal. So. Or you could put it with eggs for breakfast. Or you can put it with eggs. I mean, possibilities are. You're welcome, people. Three meals. (laughs) You are welcome. I'm telling you, we can do some amazing things with beans and rice. And like, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It's one of the cheaper, healthier meals you can make. Yeah. So healthy. When you're on Dave Ramsey, they do say he says you can just eat all the beans and rice. And we're doing Dave Ramsey, and I was like, beans and rice. Beans and rice. They're so good for you. Well, see, and I think I think a really awesome opportunity too is most of these kids coming out have never cooked in a kitchen. Yes. They do not know how to cook. And one of our main goals at our daughter's house is to show 
just the joy and the blessing it is to, to keep a home. I don't care if you are young, old, married, single, kids, no kids. If you are a woman, you are a homemaker. We go into a place and we make it home and we make it comfortable. We make it beautiful. We make it taste good. We just do, you know, I mean, well, why if it was left to my husband, we'd way. have milk cartons everywhere and like, you know, <laughs> American flags covering the windows. So, I mean, it's just kind of how it is. It's in our nature that God, that God has, has made us into nurturers and we are, um, cultivators. And so part of our program is literally just to show a joy and a love for keeping a home. Um, cause no matter what you do outside of it, you still have to do that. Yeah. You know? And, um, and bringing that back, I feel like, I feel like the world's kind of made that a dirty word to be a homemaker. And I'm like, man, no, I used to think it was a dirty word. And now I'm like, Lord, you're so good. It has nothing to do with my value. It has everything to do with my gifts that you've given me. So, um, yeah, down to our interns, our mentors that come through, um, it is just your job to be a source of joy and, and gratitude towards, towards these gifts and, and how we use them. So I'm super excited about that. Cause I think we'll have some really good, maybe some pie making classes yeah. around there. That and I, I can come to you phenomenal. or you can come to all things acres. Cause yes. there's plenty of room for them to all come See? there. We're going to have a good old time. I do like, that's one of the class, something I want to create is there's kids that they don't have a clue on what it's like to cook or boil water or all the things. Like, I just think that would be such a great something to offer kids. Yeah. And I need to apparently come learn how to make, was it Haley, Haley's, um, was it carrot, carrot cake? Was that what it was? Mm-hmm. Cause I got home with that and my husband was like, this is the best thing I've ever eaten my whole entire life. I don't know anything that Haley makes. That's not good. Oh that's my gosh. Heard. So I'm like, I need to learn. We need classes on something. We, we're going to do something, another class, but it's not going until July. I also want to know how to make it like a dinner pie. Okay. I've never done one of those. Okay. We can do that too. <laughs> You're like, it's not my favorite. <laughs> no, I do. I will. I promise. Okay. okay. okay um, so tell everybody where they can find out about you. So oh. if, if anyone wants to donate yeah. financially, their time, yeah. their gifts, whatever. Follow along. Um, so you can find us at our daughter's house.org or.com. Um, you can follow us on Facebook at our daughter's house and you can find us on Instagram at our daughter's house. So yeah, we have some really fun ways coming up for people to, um, to get involved and, and to just be a part, but main, main starting one is just be in prayer with us, please. Mm -hmm. That, um, that God is just loving on these girls until they come home. So we're just, we're just excited. So, Oh, thanks friend. I'm so glad to sit with you and get to hear all of this. I was all over the board because I'm like, I get so excited about this. I'm like, where do you even start? Like, I don't even know where to start. I'm like, that's okay. We'll just do it again. (laughs) Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.